Welcome back for another instalment of Bundesliga Insights. It was great to see some soccer action at the weekend, even if it did feel a bit strange, but there's another nine Bundesliga games this weekend and more value to find in the betting markets. The man here to help with your predictions is Jake Osgathorpe from InfoGoal. How's it going, Jake? Yeah, good, thanks, Ben. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Like I said, glad to to finally have some soccer action. A little bit strange as we were we were talking about off air, but felt good all the same. Yeah, a little bit unusual. Uh, obviously, all the games being played behind closed doors, but from a uh, from an underlying numbers perspective, we didn't see anything that we weren't uh, expecting to see. Uh, the average goals for the game week was um, pretty much bang on what we'd have expected from this t- stage of the season um, in a regular season. So the break clearly didn't do too much. Um, I'll have too much of an impact on teams. I thought the standard of football was pretty good all in all, um, given the fact that, that these players haven't been kicking football for around seven weeks for, on a competitive level. Um, obviously, there were a few teams that were hugely disappointing. Um, I could call those out. Schalke were very poor in the uh, Riviera derby. Uh, Frankfurt were poor as well in the late Saturday game against Gladbach. And, and Werder Bremen, who actually had a, a few days less um in terms of training in the build-up to the first game week, because of the, um, the lot different laws in in the state that they're uh, that they're com- currently playing, um, they actually were really poor as well against Bayer Leverkusen. So I wonder if they perhaps didn't have enough time to get up to speed. But as for the other two, Schalke and, and Frankfurt, they were just all around disappointing. Yeah, and one one of the things that that jumped out to me, and I always need to caveat this with with small samples. We've had one round of fixtures back, but. So much was made about this home field advantage and what would happen without fans and all this. And obviously then there was only one one home win in all, all the fixtures. It was Dortmund, wasn't it? Was there anything to, to read into that from you? Was it just the way the fixtures fell with some of the big teams playing away and, and things like that? Definitely something to do with that. The, obviously, like you said, it's a small sample and um, you know we'll, we'll get onto the games in more detail when we're previewing the matches, but... If you look at a couple of the games, for example, uh, RB Leipzig, they were you know, surprisingly held by Freiburg, but according to expected goals, they should have won that game quite comfortably. Um, and the, the same for Hoffenheim as well, who were um, even money to odds-on favourites at home to Hertha Berlin. They actually created over three expected goals and failed to score a goal. So they, they were very unfortunate. Um, some bad finishing costing them, perhaps picking up at least a point in that game. Um, so although you are right to point out that the big teams, you could, you know, Gladbach, Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, three of the top five all played away from home. Um, we would have expected a, f- a few more home wins, probably those two that I've called out there, Hoffenheim and Leipzig. But, um, you know, stuff this, this sort of thing can happen. I, I, we, know, we know football is such a low-scoring sport that, um, you know, that anything can happen on a given day. And on, on this, or well, last weekend, Hoffenheim and Leipzig were two of the unlucky teams. Right, well, as I said, we've got some some interesting fixtures coming up this weekend. So, shall we take a look at the action and, and see if we can find our listeners some value in the markets? Yeah, let's get stuck into it. Great. Well, first off, we've got Hertha Berlin versus Union Berlin and obviously a massive win for Hertha at the weekend. They came away 3-0 victors against Hoffenheim. You suggested it earlier there that the scoreline, it, it looked great, but it wasn't the best of performances and they actually gave up over three expected goals and, and somehow managed to keep a clean sheet. Union did well to limit Bayern Munich to just 1.35 expected goals, especially when you consider over half of that was from that Lewandowski penalty, but they couldn't get anything out of the game and actually lost 2-0. So in this one, I think both of the two teams, are they're, they're probably safe from relegation, just one point between them in the league. And although Union are below Hertha, they've probably been the better team over the, the last 26 games from what we've seen this season. Um, Pinnacle's got Hertha as the favourites at 2.35, which is around about 42% chance of victory. Union are 3.15, which is just under 30%. And the draw is then 3.45, which is 28%. So another game where we don't have the the buzz of a derby atmosphere. But is there any value on offering the odds, do you think? Yeah, we think so. Um, we, we quite like the look of Hertha in this game. And um, you know, it might, may come as a surprise, given the fact that they've got uh, a really poor home form. Uh, or home record this season, but um, you know, like we like we spoke about last week and in, in, in the podcast before, for us the, the home field advantage just because there isn't any crowds doesn't diminish um, too much, if anything. So uh, we're still weighing the home field advantage into um, into the infogol model prices. So um, we like Hertha in this game, and yeah, we touched on it in the in the intro there that Hertha Berlin were one of the what well, they were the most fortunate winners um, of the weekend. 
uh, of game week 26. Uh, every weekend we run off a, uh, an expected goal fairness ratings, which assesses the fairness of the scoreline compared to the chances created by each team in the match. And the Hoffenheim-Hertha 3-0 game uh, was the least fair result um, from game week 26, registering just 27.3. And that, that is considerably low. I think the average is you're looking at around 70 to 80 as an average. Um, so that is considerably low. And like I said, um, Hoffenheim created over three expected goals and failed to score, whereas Hertha scored um, three goals from 1.5 expected goals. Now, we've run the percentages off and um, we, we calculated just a 5% chance that Hertha would have kept a clean sheet in that game um, and a 58% chance that they would have scored uh, conceded three goals. So uh, that just puts into perspective how fortunate they were. Um, it was the first game for uh, new coach Labadia. Obviously, a fantastic way to get um, a fantastic win to get him underway, but you know, there's the, the, the probably going to be a lot of um, or false hope around Hertha Berlin based on that uh, that result, as the performance actually wasn't very good. Um, interestingly, though, they come into this game and you know, their expected goal numbers at home they're not great either. Like I said, the home process is, is uh, sorry, the home record has been poor this season. Um, you know, the process is. is Equally as bad, averaging just 1.1 expected goals for and 1.7 against. Um, but you know the, what, we, what we saw in the last game and, and before the break where they picked up some interesting results was the, the January editions of uh, Mateus Cunha and Christoph Piontek making um, a little bit of an impact in, in terms of Hertha's attacking numbers. Um, obviously, we, we spoke about it last week that they were involved in quite a lot of high-scoring games with goals and chances at both ends. And, and you know, I can't see anything different happening in this match. They are such an open team defensively um, and they have a lot of talent on the attacking end. So um, we're expecting their process to improve, or their attacking process anyway, to improve as the season progresses um, under the new coach, just given the style of play that they like to, um, or that they are playing under him. Um, as for Union, I actually was really disappointed with their performance against Bayern Munich. I expected a little bit more. Huge surprise for me was to see their um, the top scorer, um, I think it's Anderson. Uh, he scored eleven goals in the in the Bundesliga this season, around fifty percent of Union's tally or forty three percent. And um, you know he started on the bench, which is a huge surprise and a real showed a lack of ambition. Like you said, that they're, they're sat in the mid in mid table and you're playing Bayern Munich at home, just have a go at them, have, have a have a swing, have a hit. Um, and you know for me, leaving you star striker on the bench until the 71st minute was, um, you know, it really showed their intentions weren't to take the game to Bayern Munich. Um, the other thing they did do really well was um, defend, like you said, the 1.35 expected goals against, uh, 0.73 of that came from the penalty. So all in all, it was a good defensive display, but they really offered little um, in attack. Hoping that that's going to change in this match, given that, given how um, vulnerable Hertha Berlin are. Away from home this season, Union, they've not been very good. Uh, 1.84 expected goals against per game is one of the highest in the division. Uh, so they too are quite vulnerable when playing on the road. Um, I think Anderson will start in this game. He's got two bragging rights on offer here. Um, but we think that Hertha will just have a little bit too much attacking quality for Union. And that's why we're giving them 46% chance of getting the win uh, compared to the 42% that you quoted uh, that's, that's available. Interestingly, we, we also think there's going to be goals. The market's around 50% on uh, on over two and a half, 50, 51%, and, and we were at 57%. So we think there's good value in backing at a high scoring game um, and, and both teams scoring as well, 59% compared to 56%. And, um, you know, if you're wanting some goal scorer action, uh, Mateus Cunha, who I mentioned before, he scored in, uh, I think, the last three Bundesliga games. Obviously, that spans over around two to three months, uh, given the, the hiatus that we had. Um, but we, we, Calculate that he's got around a 40% chance of scoring here based on his expected goal per 90 numbers since joining. Um, and that equates to around 2.5. You can back him at 3.5 on the market, which is uh, obviously a huge amount of value. So a little added extra there is, a, is an interesting goal scorer bet. Yeah, and it, we've seen in terms of the goals market, it's fairly evenly split over the, the 2.5, but but we have seen a lot of action on the over. And I'm just wondering if it's that, that narrative of a derby that's going into the game I mean, we talked about fans. I don't want to overdo that too much, but that's that's obviously one of the things that's missing here. But you often get the the form goes out the window, that players play a little bit more aggressively, or there's more motivation to win or not to lose. Do you 
Do you buy into any of that, or is a derby game the same as any other league game? Do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's just, uh, a derby game. Is it, there's a lot more of the of the aforementioned stuff there. Obviously, the the both teams are much more combative. Um, they're much more well. They're, they're playing for pride as well as the three points, which is um, huge, especially in a derby. Um, and obviously, the bragging rights. And obviously, Union Berlin. It's the first time in the top division for a long time. Coming up against Hertha Berlin in the top division, um, you know they've already beaten them once this season, and you know the raucous crowd was absolutely mental when the, uh, at Union Berlin's ground in the reverse game when they did beat them one 0 um, You know Hertha will be looking for revenge. Obviously, uh, I don't know if you've seen, but in Germany, the in terms of the rules of, um, of whether you're allowed to go outside and stuff like that, they've been eased so that you can actually watch games um, in cafes. And, uh, and bars now so um, you know there's plenty there's definitely going to be atmosphere in, in those sorts of places obviously it won't be the same in the stadium um, but as we mentioned before we don't think that's going to have too much of an Im- impact or effect on the actual football itself uh, or certainly the intensity of this game and you know the one thing that I, w- I did take away from Union's uh, performance against Bayern Munich was was that they were up for it and they actually got in Bayern Munich's faces and, uh, and were very physical with them. Uh, I expect something exactly similar uh, in this match, given that there is a big derby and a big rivalry. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot on the line. Obviously, you said Union are behind Hertha now in the league. They've been in front of them for much of the season and they will want to finish above them. So, you know, I think the intensity will be high. Um, I think the, you know, the atmosphere obviously won't be there, but I think the players themselves will be up for this like a, you know, like a, a derby with fans in the stadium. Right, well, let's get on to Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Bayer Leverkusen. And, and this one for me has got to be one of the highlight fixtures for the weekend. Obviously, both teams made the the perfect return to league action. Mönchengladbach won 3-1 away at Eintracht Frankfurt. Leverkusen won 4-1 away at Werder Bremen. And, and both of those were, were thoroughly deserved wins as well. An interesting one, I think, because both are, are in the hunt for the Champions League spot. And it's it's getting very tight at the top there with, with four points separating Leverkusen, who are in fifth and Borussia Dortmund in second, and then you've got Mönchengladbach sandwiched in the middle there at third in that group. They are very evenly split in the market. Mönchengladbach are the home favourites with 39% chance of a win. Leverkusen around 34 35% chance, and the draw is 26%. So at first glance for me, it looks like Mönchengladbach should maybe be a little bit shorter priced, but but what does the Infogol model think? Yeah, we agree with you. We think that they should be a lot shorter. Um <sighs> This, like you've said, there it's going to be an absolute cracker. This game, two teams that are they've got such attacking talent going forward, and they play with such pace, and uh, they're so dynamic when they attack that that we should be in for a bit of a treat uh, Saturday afternoon. Gladbach, as you said, there they they you know comfortably brushed Frankfurt aside two nil up in seven minutes, I think they were, um, and ended up coasting to a a very comfortable victory. Um, they've been excellent this season and that would actually move them up to third above RB Leipzig. So um, they're in a very comfortable position heading into this game um, in, in the sense that obviously they have the points advantage over, over Leverkusen and Leipzig now. And, you know, only six points behind Bayern Munich. And obviously we discussed in a, in a couple of previous pods that Bayern actually have quite a tough run in, uh, in terms of games against the top five. So, you know, it's, it's unlikely, but uh, I would imagine that they've, their, their heads are well focused on trying to pit Bayern Munich to that title. If they keep playing the way that they are, then you know they, they'll have a chance, especially at home. The, the home form this season has been fantastic. They're the third best home team in the, in the Bundesliga, according to expected goals. Um, their expected goal difference at home is 13.9. So that means on average, they've been uh, around 1.1 expected goals uh, better than their opponents every home game. So it shows you just how dominant they have been uh, at Borussia Park. Uh, they've averaged around 2.4 expected goals um, per game at home this season. Um, a couple of key players, obviously LSM player, who um, who was fantastic last weekend against Frankfurt. Youngsters Marcus Turan and Brio Lambolo were, were also brilliant, uh, and both of those have contributed 0.64 uh, expected goal involvements per 90. The only issue that they've had, um, I guess it goes for Leverkusen as well, is that while they're one of the strongest attacking teams in the league, they are defensively vulnerable, um, just purely because of the, the gung-ho nature that they play with. And they've allowed 1.41 expected goals against per game at home this season. So, you know, usually they win the game comfortably by scoring two or three goals, but the opposition always gets a consolation 
Uh, and also interestingly to point out that uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach are one of a few teams in the Bundesliga to have already played a home game behind closed doors this season prior to the um, the COVID-19 break that, that was taken. So that, that was a 2-1 win over FC Kong. Um, that, I think that was a just start, start of March that they played that behind closed doors and it obviously didn't seem to affect them too much as their game followed a, a similar pattern as what I've just said. They scored a couple of goals and then um, Colm grabbed a consolation. So, you know, that's obviously an interesting angle to take into this, that they, they've got their familiar with playing at home without the, the, the fans. They've done it before, uh, been there, done that, got the T-shirt, if you like. So, um, you know, for me, that adds a little bit more to to siding with Gladbach, the fact that they've had already had the experience of, of playing without fans. And obviously the, there's the, the pictures going round of, of the... Borussia Park Stadium that is actually filled with cardboard cutouts of, of the fans. So I guess they'll be there in spirit and in paper. Um, but <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen, uh, they're on, you know, they're in a scintillating, scintillating run of form at the minute. Um, they swatted Werder Bremen aside very comfortably on, on Monday night. They scored four goals from four big chances. Um, Kai Havertz was sensational again, playing as almost a false nine uh, on Monday. Karim Demrabai was was fantastic pulling the strings in in the midfield. Um, and obviously the Verts and, and Diaby, the wide players, were fantastic. I thought Diaby's uh, assist for Havertz's first goal was was excellent. Just beating his man one on one, the sort of thing that you you like to see. Um, but interestingly, although they've picked up um, the second most points on the road this season, according to expected goals, they've actually got a negative process on the road. Um, I think I touched on this last week before they went to Werder Bremen. Um, just it, it was just a word of caution last week um, heading into the Verde Brain game, but this week is actually uh, quite alarming because they come up against a much better attacking team in Gladbach than they do against uh, Verde Bremen. Uh, they average around 1.81 expected goals against per game uh, on the road, so conceding nearly two expected goals against on the road, which is um, quite alarming. And, and obviously the, the attacking side of the game is, is still the same, averaging 1.51 expected goals for per game. So... It's down on the home uh, process, obviously, the attacking side of it, but uh, they're still creating decent enough chances. But, you know, for me, that's the main issue I have with Leverkusen coming into this game is just how defensively vulnerable they are, especially away from home. And that, that again, sways me towards um, Borussia Mönchengladbach. And, you know, like I said at the start, we, we think they should be a lot shorter the home side. Uh, we give them a 47% chance of winning, which... Um, you know, compared to around the 39%, 40% on the market, is a huge amount of value. And I just wonder is, is it, if they're, the market's almost slightly disrespecting Gladbach a little bit. Um, you know, they, they've shown all season long how how strong they've been. They've picked up results in, in tough places. Um, I think the last game that they lost was against Borussia Dortmund, but it was a game in which they created two and a half expected goals and, and allowed just 1.2. So they should have arguably won that game. Um, so, you know, I, I feel very strongly about Gladbach this weekend getting something against Leverkusen. Um, you know, the other, the, other, the other angle is obviously looking at the goals market. We've got a 70% chance of over two and a half goals, but that's extremely short. We also think there's a value in over three and a half. You know, that could be back to around 42% on the market uh, and we're looking at 49%. So a very high score in home win is what is where we're looking at in, in this one. And, you know, I, this is one of my bets of the weekend. I really like Russian much of Gladbach here. Yeah, I mean, as I said, it, they only took a, a look at face value to kind of think that it didn't really sit right with me. And as you said, you dig into the numbers a little bit more and, and it really kind of shows maybe how mispriced that that might be. And just on the, the Leverkusen side, I know you said the struggles at the back and that they're, they're very good going forward. A lot of good quality attacking players. Kai Havertz is, is getting all the plaudits. But can you maybe speak about just how good he is? Is that are the underlying numbers as good as what we're seeing in terms of his record of assists and goals? Is he is he outperforming expectation at the moment, running hot, or, or is he just a, a really good player? Well, he's obviously a good player for a number of reasons, not only just his, his goals and assists, but his all-round play. So in terms of non-shot XG, he's, he's right up there in terms of one of Bayer Leverkusen's key players in that metric. Um, in terms of his expected goals, he's slightly overperforming. Um, what's he got now? Eight, eight goals. Yeah, one shy of Kevin Volland, who, who's got nine. Um, yeah, he's, he's slightly overperforming. He's around 6.9 expected goals. Um, uh, as for his assists, uh, it's the same same story, really. As a team, Leverkusen have been quite clinical this season. So, um, But, you know, he, he led by example on, on Monday night, scoring two 
really solid headers. Um, and you know, in terms of, it's really hard to um, to describe how good he is because he's so young as well. He's got so much time to improve and and progress. So you know, you can't say enough about him. He, he's, he's a fantastic player. He can play in a number of positions. He can play in the ten. He can play off the right, off the left. Uh, on Monday, he was he was playing as, as a false nine to allow. Um, Verts and, and Diaby to make diagonal runs in behind him, so you know he, he really is uh, one for the future, and you know Germany are very lucky to have him. Right, well, let's get on to Paderborn versus Hoffenheim. Paderborn are, are languishing at the bottom of the table and, and could have given themselves a faint chance of survival had they won against relegation rivals Fortuna Düsseldorf for the weekend, but. I'm not sure many would have picked that game to watch, but anyone who does, I, I did, I feel bad for because it, it wasn't great viewing and the the draw was probably a fair result. Hoffenheim, meanwhile, as as we said before, they were very unlucky to be on the, the receiving end of a 3-0 loss despite being good value for three goals themselves and, and not getting any. Europa League qualification still very much on for them and it's it's a good chance here to to get a win and boost some confidence. They are favourites on the road, not quite odds on. They're, they're 2.10, which is around 45% chance. You can get Paderborn at 3.35, which gives them 30% chance. And the, the draw is 3.85 or or 28, 25% chance. So do you think the market's priced up here? Is is there a temptation to look at the goals market in this one? Definitely, yeah. Um, we've found a small amount of value in the 1x2, but uh, you know, there's a much bigger value to be had in the, in the goals market, yes. And Part of that is is obviously due to Paderborn being um, quite an unpredictable team, and and the same can be said for Hoffenheim. Yeah, like like you said about the the Paderborn Dusseldorf game, um, probably the less talked about it, the better. It was what you would say a classic bottom of the table game in which neither team wanted to lose. Um, both teams created just the one big chance. Both chances were squandered. Um, you know, the, the goalless draw in the end was it was a very fair result based on the expected goals. As a team this season, Paderborn rightly sit bottom of the table. Um, the process, even at home, is, is really, really poor, creating just 1.24 expected goals for uh, allowing over two expected goals against uh, in front of their own fans. So quite worrying, really, um, for them heading down the rest of the season. They are still only six points behind the relegation playoff place, though, which um, obviously makes every game crucial for them uh, as the season progresses. But it's really hard to make a case for them to, to get anything here, just purely based on the fact that the defensive process is, is just so woeful, conceding good chances at will. Um, and, you know, whatever you do that, you're going to struggle. Yeah, as for Hoffenheim, we, we spoke about them in the introduction. Being very unfortunate to come away, at least um, empty-handed against Hertha Berlin, creating 3.03 expected goals and, and failing to score. And, you know, it's hard to really put the blame on one player, but um, Christoph Baumgartner didn't do his... his Chances of getting any flawed, it's saying good. Missing three of the big chances that they created. Um, chances that equated to around 1.5 expected goals. So it was a bad day of finishing for him. But if he continues to get in those scoring positions, it's more likely than not that he will start finding the net more regularly. Um, as a team this season, Hoffenheim have been extremely streaky. Um, in terms of the process, it, it really is nothing to write home about overall. Averaging 1.9 expected goals against, so they're one of the worst defences in the league. Um, but in terms of going forward, they create much more chances than the teams that are, um, you know, down the bottom of the table and bottom six. They're averaging 1.6 expected goals for. So, you know, where they are right now in the mid table is where they deserve to be. Away from home, they actually concede fewer expected goals than, than at home, which is very interesting. Um, but they also create slightly fewer. That, doesn't really mean much going to Paderborn, though, given the fact that they are the worst defensive team in the league uh, while playing at home. So they'll be fancying the chances. And like I said before, we've got a small amount of value in the in the 1x2 market. Um, we've got a 48% chance of Hoffenheim getting the win and um, 46% on the market. So small amount of value in the away win. But like you said, the, the goals market is, is probably the best angle for this one, just given how unpredictable both teams are. Um, over two and a half goals, around 59% on the market. We've got it up at 70%. So, um, you know, a huge amount of value there, um, partly due to the fact that both of these teams, you know, they, they can create chances, um, you know, at will. Paderborn, are, although they, their average is, is pretty low, in terms of 
creating chances game by game. It's, it's not too bad. They, they get over one and a half expected goals in, in three of the last six games. So um, they create chances. They're, they're very open style play Paderborn, which is why the defence is so poor um, and they don't change for anyone. And the same can be said for Hoffenheim. So over two and a half is, is looking like a really good value bet as it's both teams to score. 69% chance of that on the, on the model and 62% on the market. Um, also, if, if you wanted to see Christoph Baumgartner get a little bit of uh, revenge on expected goals this week, um, you can back him at around 6.5 to score first. So, um, you know, it would be a very fast turnaround of regression for him. But, um, you know, just thought I'd point that out. And now we've got Freiburg versus Werder Bremen and a, a similar scenario to the previous game here. One team looking towards Europa League qualification, the other pretty much nailed on for, for relegation. Freiburg, they did get a, a result against Leipzig at the weekend. It was it was really surprising given the odds before the match and, and really surprising given how the game played out. Leipzig dominated them for, for the entirety of the game, but they, they just really struggled to put the ball in the back of the net. Werder Bremen, meanwhile, started where they left off before the season was postponed. They went down 4-1 to Leverkusen, and that's now 10 losses, one draw, and just one win in their last 12 games. So alarm bells really ringing there. There aren't many positives for Werder Bremen, but but one might be that Freiburg are, are one of the biggest overperformers in the league based on underlying numbers. So perhaps that's why the market has this closer than than people might think. Freiburg are the favourites, but at, at 3.17 or a 33% chance of victory, it's it seems like the market isn't writing off Werder Bremen. So is there anything that jumps out in the 1x2 for you here or is it a, another one where the, the goals market might appeal to betters? Yeah, this, this one's we're looking at uh, more at the goals market again. It, it, like you said, Freiburg are one of the biggest overperformers. They sit seventh in the table, uh, just two points off, off the Europa League spot held by uh, Wolfsburg at the minute. Uh, but they actually should be 14th in the, in the table according to expected goals. So they should be just hovering above that relegation playoff place. Um, you know, as you mentioned there, that in terms of their underlying numbers, the main perform overperformance has come in defence. So uh, they've only conceded 36 goals this season. Uh, but their expected goals against Tally is, is at four, 54. So a huge overperformance of around 18 goals there, uh, which is the reason why they're so high in the table. And uh, it was a, you know, it was a case of being fortunate again defensively last week against Leipzig. So Leipzig absolutely peppered the goal with. Um, chance after chance, uh, big chance after big chance. Uh, obviously, the, the main one that springs to mind is the Adam Ola Luckman um, side foot volley that he put wide. It was a, a huge chance according to our model. But he, you know, after all that, it was two expected goals created by Leipzig um, to just 0.4 for Freiburg. So it was a game in which they really didn't deserve to get anything from, uh, but managed to scrape a draw. And they nearly nicked it. They scored in, uh, in added time and Obviously, VAR, which is still in play over there in the Bundesliga, uh, ruled it out rightly for, for an offside. So it nearly was um, you know, even better for Freiburg. But obviously, still a great point, but uh, an undeserved one. In terms of their expected goal numbers at home this season, they've, they've not been um, too bad in terms of uh, performances. 1.4 expected goals for created per game. 1.8 against, so again, that would put them um, around the, a bottom half team, which is obviously what we think they are in for goal. Um, but they're a better side than Werder Bremen, who, as you said, are, are massively struggling and massively in danger of relegation. They were thumped by Leverkusen. I thought they were really poor on uh, on Monday night, as I've already said. The, the performance was just really meek and didn't really offer anything going forward. Well, it just looked as though they'd never seen a set piece before, conceded two or three from set pieces. So they've got a lot to work on if they are to have any chance of staying up. They've got a game in hand, obviously, which will be coming up in the next few weeks, which could be crucial uh, as they're only five points behind Fortuna Dusseldorf who occupy the relegation playoff place. Um, but at the minute, they don't look like they're going to get a win anytime soon. Performances have been extremely poor. Results have been extremely poor. Um, they're looking certain to be relegated, as, as you mentioned. Away from home, their process is, is the worst in the in the Bundesliga. They're creating an average of just 1.1 expected goals for per game, um, while allowing 2.1 expected goals against per game. So, um, you know, it's really hard to make a case for them getting anything from this match. 
obviously we, we spoke about Freiburg and their overperformance, but even so, they're, they're still a much better team with a much better process than Werder Bremen. Um, you know, the 1x2 is pretty much spot on. Uh, we've got it around 44% Freiburg. I think it's around 43, 42% on the market. So, um, you know, there, there is a small amount of value in back in the hosts, um, at, you know, odds against in this one. But over two and a half is where we're looking for, for a, you know, a bit more value. 57% chance of overs is, is what the model's suggesting, uh, 54% on the market. So, you know, a high scoring game, which it, it wouldn't be a surprise given the fact that neither of these two teams um, can defend very well. That's the main play. Both teams' scores pretty much uh, identical with what's on offer, 59%. So, you know, a, a narrow high scoring home win is, is where we're looking, but the main value is, is back in the over two and a halfs. Right, well, well, we'll move on to Wolfsburg versus Borussia Dortmund. And I think we're getting spoiled this weekend because there is a, another good game here. Very solid team in Wolfsburg. They host one of the elite teams in the league in Borussia Dortmund. And, I mean, it has to be said, despite that emphatic 4-0 scoreline against Schalke, Dortmund weren't as impressive as a lot of people seem to suggest. And it's kind of been the story for their season so far. They are second in the table, but fourth based on expected goals. Um, read into that what you will and maybe we'll see a bit of a turnaround but they, they're going to have to do a lot to to keep pace with Bayern Munich I think at the top there. As for Wolfsburg they're, they're very consistent, deserve to be sixth in the table on a decent run at the moment, in, unbeaten in seven with four wins and three draws just about got past Wolfsburg at the, at the weekend with a last minute winner in what was a, a very close game the market does like Dortmund in this but they're quite short at 1.746 that's nearly a, a 54% chance of the win. Wolfsburg, a 22% chance of victory, which equates to the odds of, of 4.7. How do those numbers match up with InfoGoal? They don't match up very well. Um, we, we think that Dortmund are way too short in this game. Um, you know, as, as you mentioned there, Wolfsburg sixth in the expected goals table, Dortmund fourth. Um, with the home field advantage, we actually make Wolfsburg favourites to win this game, uh, which may come as a bit of a surprise. But... You know, they, they Wolfsburg have been quietly one of the better teams in the league this season. Obviously, you mentioned the uh, the win against Augsburg last weekend, which was obviously a, a bit of a smash and grab, two one success in a in a very close match. But um, you know, throughout the season, they've performed very well. Um, you know that defensively, they are the third best team in the league according to expected goals. So you know, there's a lot to like about Wolfsburg. They're a very hard team to break down shown by the fact that when they're playing at, at the Volkswagen Arena, uh, they are allowing just 1.05 expected goals against per game. So, you know, that is a very stingy defence uh, in Bundesliga standards. At home as well, they also create, um, you know, a decent amount. It's not it's not exactly a, what I would say above the league average, uh, creating just 1.4 expected goals for per game. But, um, you know, it, it is still a very... Heavily positive process of plus 0.35 per game, which is, um, you know, that is what you would expect to see from a team that's pushing for a Euro- European spot. Um, as for Dortmund, you touched on it there; they were very, they were flattered by the four nil. Um, like I, I took more out of it. Well, the main thing that I took out of that game was just how poor Schalke were um, and how clinical Dortmund were. That those were the two main takeaways. I didn't think that Dortmund were fantastic on the day. Um, I didn't think they, they played breathtaking football and just absolutely destroyed Schalke. I just think they were extremely clinical with the chances that they, that they were presented with. Um, obviously, Erling Haaland continues his, his stunning scoring runs and or scoring season. Uh, really clever finish. Um, obviously, a difficult finish coming across his body to find that bottom corner. But he was, um, you know, he, he basically was one goal, one assist. Um, that basically summed his game up. There wasn't much else that he did, really. Um, Dortmund have been the most clinical team in the entire Bundesliga this season, and that just continued last week. Um, 72 goals scored now, 49 expected goals. So the, the gap between the goals and the expected goals only grew last weekend. That is not going to continue for much longer, I would imagine. Uh, or if it does continue to the end of the season, it won't roll over into next season. So... In terms of underlying process, they've got a lot to work on uh, under Lucien Favre, especially away from home. Now, obviously, last week we touched on the home uh, process, which is obviously fantastic, around plus one expected goal difference per game at home. Away from home, it's at plus 0.04. So, 
in terms of creating chances, it's at 1.42 expected goals for per game, which is um, obviously it's very almost identical to what Wolfsburg are creating at home. Uh, whereas away from home, Dortmund are averaging 1.4 expected goals against also. So there's a lot to work on there. They're, they're not as potent an attacker away from home and they're not as solid in defence either. So basically, we, we don't rate Dortmund as, as, as high as what the market does in this game. Obviously, the, the individual qualities there, um, Dortmund have the better players without a shadow of a doubt. But Wolfsburg as a team, um, you know, they're, they're a much better defensive unit and they're much more functional and the process is... You know, it's very, very similar. Uh, if you take the overall and just look away from home and away, Wolfsburg's process is, is very similar and not too far behind Dortmund. So, you know, those are the main reasons that we quite like Wolfsburg in this game. If you don't want to back them, um, just straight up win. Double chance is also value. So we're around a 39% chance of a Wolfsburg win. We said before, around 22% on the market. So obviously huge value there. We, we, we've got this uh, flip-flopped in terms of who's favourite. Uh, Dortmund at 35%. Um, like I said, the double chance is also in play as value. It's around 50% Wolfsburg or the draw. Uh, we've got it at around 65%. So basically just, just oppose Dortmund in this one. We, we we think that this is a perfect game just to keep, a, you know, to, to see a little bit of a regression for Dortmund um, and to see Wolfsburg for what they are, which is a top six contender. Um, in terms of the goal markets, over two and a half, around fifty nine percent on the uh, on the market. We're fifty four percent, so we're not as uh, as bullish on the goals. Both teams' scores the same, fifty nine percent. We're at fifty seven percent. So uh, the main value here is just to oppose Dortmund or get on side with Wolfsburg in any way you can, whether that's with an Asian handicap or um, or a double chance or just backing Wolfsburg to get the win at a, a big price. We, we think that this is a well, the, the market's got this quite considerably wrong and just. I mean, it's interesting the the view on this game in particular, and kind of zooming out a little bit then in in terms of the the race for the title, and we've suggested how difficult it will be for for Dortmund to keep up with Bayern Munich playing the way they're playing. But we we've talked as well about the potential impact of players coming back from that long layoff with with limited training, how important depth depth in the the squad will be, and. Dortmund already have the likes of Emre Chan, Axel Witzel, and, and Marco Royce on the sidelines. Sancho started on the bench at the weekend, not sure what to, to read into that, but there's been a few muscle injuries, a lot of talk about fatigue already and things like that. So is is there any concern there, do you think, that if the likes of Hazard or, or Sancho or Haaland pick up an injury, how big an implication that could be for the rest of the season for Dortmund? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, um, Rayner as well, the, the young American, got injured last week. He was supposed to make his first Bundesliga start, but he got injured in the warm-up and had, had to be replaced. So he was another one that, that obviously won't be able to come in again if uh, if a player gets injured. And yeah, Dortmund's squad it, it, it's looking quite thin at the minute and quite bare. Obviously, Delaney and, and who did a really good job in the midfield last week in terms of breaking the play up and uh, and transitioning Dortmund fast uh, quickly up the pitch. But um, you know that that pushed Julian Brandt out of his favoured position, which at the minute is, is central midfield. Um, and you know, like you said, if, if they pick up another injury to a player like Brandt or um, or even at Hazard, then yeah, the, 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 there's definitely more to worry about for Dortmund than there is for Bayern Munich. Um, you know, on the flip side, you could look at Bayern Munich and say that this, this break's done them quite good because it, it's meant that Robert Lewandowski has managed to overcome his injury. He's now fully fit and raring to go for the rest of the season. And just in general, Bayern have got uh, more strength in depth than, than Dortmund do. Like we spoke about a couple of weeks ago on the uh, Outrights pod, we don't see any other real scenario where Bayern, where Dortmund win the league. We've got them as third favourites on our model. Uh, that might have slightly changed given the Leipzig result last week, but um, we've still got Bayern Munich as, as around eighty-five to ninety percent favourites to win the Bundesliga. The big game, obviously, is next. I think it's next Tuesday or next Wednesday. The Klassiker, Dortmund versus Bayern Munich. That's basically your title decider. If Bayern Munich go to Dortmund and win that one, then you probably you know, you could probably give them the title, but um, you know, Dortmund have got to get through this game really. If Dortmund can get this, get a win here, um, then obviously it makes it makes the Classico a little bit more interesting. Uh, obviously, Infocom model doesn't think that they were. Well, speaking of Bayern Munich, we've now got Bayern Munich versus Eintracht Frankfurt, and I mean it was 
pretty standard routine win for Bayern Munich at the weekend. Far from their best against Union Berlin, but they did what they do and, and got the 2-0 win. They are still the best team in the league, still the most likely to be champions, as as you've just said. But they face Eintracht Frankfurt this weekend, who they are, they're 13th in the table, but they, they could pose them a bit of a threat. They've been one of the unluckier teams this season and all right, we might need to forget the fact that they were well beaten against Borussia, uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, but Bayern are very short at 1.155. That's that's an over 80% chance of a win. Do you think they should be that short? Is there, is there any chance that the, the market's underestimating Frankfurt here? Um, the model's around 78%, so it's not as bullish on, as Bayern, uh, sorry, as the market on Bayern, which is around 84%. But having watched Frankfurt last week and just looking at this, the numbers that they've been posting away from home, it's really hard to make a case for um, for Frankfurt getting anything from this. Um, the other, obviously, the other reason for that is, is just how good Bayern Munich are and how dominant they've been um, throughout this season. He said they picked up a comfortable victory against Union Berlin. We said that they were slightly, perhaps not at the best, um, creating 1.35 expected goals, but 0.73 of that coming from penalty so in terms of open play chances they didn't really create too many um but on the whole this season if you, you know their underlying numbers are, are just in a completely different league to everyone else in the Bundesliga averaging three expected goals four per game uh, and allowing just 1.25 so they are a juggernaut and you know I've got no doubts that they'll probably um you know just hammer Frankfurt in this one really Frankfurt have been extremely poor worst away team in the Bundesliga According to uh, according to points that they picked up, just seven points from twelve away matches. Um, obviously, really really disappointing against Gladbach. They just didn't really put any any fight up until uh, until it was too late, really. And it's been the story of their season. They, they, they've been an extremely streaky team this season, um, winning a couple of games on the bounce and then losing quite a few. The only place that they haven't been streaky is in the Europa League, where they um, obviously qualified to the last uh, to the, the the next round of the win over Salzburg over two legs before losing to Basel in the first leg of the of the next round but you know we spoke about them last week they've got some really talented players um especially attacking wise uh, you know Andre Silva uh, Pacienza Bazdos but for some reason it's just not clicking for them and um we think they'll, they'll obviously lose this game given the 78% chance of Bayern Munich but we think they'll get on the score sheet Bayern of uh Obviously, we thought that Bayern would concede last week, but I didn't realise how tame of an effort Union Berlin would would put put in. And I think Frankfurt will go into this game just having it, just have a go. They've got nothing to lose. They're not going to go down. They're not going to finish in the in the Europa League spots. They've you know they, they've got pace to hit to hit Bayern on the counter attack. Bayern Munich are far from solid themselves. Uh, so all that means that the the main bet for me on this one is is looking at the both teams to score. The market's around 54%. Infogol suggests 63%. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the main value. We also think this is going to be a really high-scoring match. So, around 54% on the market for over three and a half goals, which is um, quite staggering, really. Odds on for over three and a half goals. Um, the market's at, uh, sorry, the model's at 62%. Over four and a half, if you want to go that big, 36% on the market. Model's at 43%, so you've got around a, a 77% edge. Um, based on, on on our calculations, you know, <laughs> staggering really that that the price of the over four and a half goals and the over three and a half goals, but that is just because Bayern Munich are such an attacking juggernaut and, and Frankfurt, especially in the last um, last six games, have been really really poor defensively. So uh, both teams scores the main bet, but if you want in a goals bet, you have to go over three and a half to find value. Yeah, the Pinnacle's got the line at three and a half and four. Still taking money on the over. I mean, it is quite remarkable. You think, draw parallels to the Premier League and even the likes of Manchester City and Liverpool versus bottom of the table Norwich. You'd you'd struggle to see it push that high and still people be favouring the over. So a sign perhaps of just how dominant Bayern Munich can be and maybe how much trouble Eintracht Frankfurt have been in with their form recently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, If you look at total expected goals, so expected goals for and against uh, per game for Bayern Munich, it, it is at four. So... Every home game this season has, on average, seen four expected goals. All you need is for a couple of players to be clinical on the day, and, and that easily pushes the goals tally up to um, up to four and a half, maybe even five and a half. If if someone has a shooting boots on, and it's not so long ago till we saw, or since we saw Bayern Munich 
put on a uh, you know a bit a big win. Obviously went to Hoffenheim won six nil. Uh, went to Colm won four one. Beat Paderborn three two at home. So you know they're no strangers to really high scoring games. So I won't put anyone off backing it again this time. Right, so now we've got Schalke versus Augsburg and Schalke, another one of those teams bunched up and around the, the Europa League spots. Not a great return to action for them, as as we've already said, that that 4-0 loss to Dortmund. Again, said that, that Dortmund weren't that good, but, but as you rightly said, the thing to take out of that game was probably just how poor Schalke had been and didn't put Dortmund under any pressure, didn't look threatening at all throughout the game. So they're going to really need to to snap back and pick up their form for this fixture. Augsburg will will consider themselves to be a bit unfortunate. They they only got one expected goal against Wolfsburg, but they limited their opponents to 1.28 xG and ended up on the wrong end of a last minute winner, which is always tough when you when you take that to lose the game. But they are one of the few sides hovering dangerously above the the relegation playoff spot, so they could do with a win here to ease those those concerns. It seems like it's going to take a bit of doing, or, or at least. Uh, according to the market, it's going to take a bit of doing because it's only giving them a 25% chance of a win with odds of 3.83. Schalke are at 47% chance of victory, so they're priced at 2.03, and the draw is 3.60, which is around 28% chance. So what are your thoughts on this game? Yes, this this is an interesting game to look at. Um, Obviously, we've mentioned, or you mentioned, and we spoke about already, just how poor Schalke were um, against Dortmund. And, you know, if you just look at their form, obviously it stretches back prior to the uh, to the to the force break. It, they've not won a game in in eight um, have Schalke, so they really are one of the worst teams in the Bundesliga at the moment um, in terms of scoring goals. They've only scored twice in those eight matches as well. So on the attacking end, they're showing next to nothing. That was the case again uh, against Dortmund. Very rarely troubled them, if if ever. Um, it was just a really comfortable afternoon for Dortmund, which is a huge surprise, and given that it was a bit of a derby as well, and that Schalke had a really good recent record against Dortmund in those sorts of derby fixtures. Even even if Schalke were struggling, they always tend to go and get something from the Dortmund game. This time wasn't to be, um, you know, and, and fully deserved, obviously defeat. But um, the main takeaway for me was just just they were just really bad. They didn't really show any ambition to attack, and that's what what we've seen from them throughout the season. Uh, as I mentioned, just two goals in the last eight Bundesliga matches, which is um, staggering, really, for uh, for a team that sits eighth in the in the Bundesliga and just two points off the off sixth spot. Home this season, the, the expected goals process, again, the, the, home, the, the four is really poor, 1.3 expected goals, four per game. That's one of the lowest home uh, home expected goal four ratings in, in the Bundesliga against it's 1.4 so they're not too bad in terms of the, the defensive process but you know when you're playing at home you don't really tend to do much defending uh, or as much defending as you would hope to do attacking so they have a lot to work on under David Wagner they've got some talented players but um, you know for whatever reason it just isn't working for them right now the process is showing that and um, obviously the results are showing that also Augsburg we touched on that on them in the in the Wolfsburg Dortmund game that it was a tight game that against Wolfsburg and Wolfsburg marginally edged the XG battle. Um, Augsburg also had a, a, a really I'm going to say dubious but kind of dubious goal ruled out by VAR uh, in in the second half that would have put them two one up. Um, obviously to get hit by a sucker punch late on as well is a double blow. But <clears throat> what we've seen from them recently has been as bad as Schalke in terms of. Uh, in terms of results, they've not won any of the last five, uh, sorry, six Bundesliga games now, um, and they're you know away from home. Their process is really bad, averaging two point two expected goals against per game. So defensively, they are really really poor away from home. Uh, they do create chances though, one point four expected goals, uh, expected goals for. So there there is a small amount of hope for Augsburg in this game, just given how poor Schalke are and, and the fact that. Do create a few chances on the road, um, but you know, in terms of the one x two, it's really hard to make a case for either of these teams. It, it's almost a picking between two really bad teams, which is what we're doing. Schalke are probably a little bit too short. The model thinks so, um, at around forty seven percent. We've got them at forty four percent. Augsburg at thirty percent. The draw at twenty six percent. So there's a you know, there's a small amount of value inside in with Augsburg or the draw. Um, although that would be a, a bet of odds on. 
Instead, the over two and a half is, is making more appeal to me, given the fact that Augsburg can't defend um, away from home. Schalke haven't shown that much going forward, as I've already mentioned, but defensively, they're not exactly solid. Augsburg play open football. Can Schalke exploit that? Well, let's hope so, because it's a TV game at 12.30. We want to see some entertainment. Um, but yeah, over two and a half is, is, is looking like the main bet at 54% chance from the model, 50% on the market. Both teams to score and 56% uh, market and model. So uh, the main value play is the overs. If you're looking for a 1x2 bet, it'd be to oppose Schalke. Yeah, and again, it's it's one where betters at Pinnacle are, are keen on the over, taking the the over two point five. It's the the favourite in the market, and it it's kind of one of those ones, isn't it? It almost seems that there may well be dig around in the one x two market. There there could potentially be something there for you to bet on and find value with. But it's just when you get to to teams like these two, they're they're so inconsistent. It's almost just you can't you can't trust them. It could be one of those dubious VAR goals. It could be the last minute winner or whatever it might be. And that's that's your kind of bet out the window. So it's difficult to to have faith in teams where they're a little bit lower down the division and they're they're quite inconsistent, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly it. And obviously that when you've got teams that sat in fourth position, that, that makes it even more difficult. Uh, I've just fired up the XG table now and um, you know Schalke, who sit eighth, are actually 16th in the expected goals table. So they should be occupying the relegation playoff spot if, um, you know, based on result, uh, expected goals and, and performances to date, whereas Augsburg should be marginally higher than what they are. They're 14th in the league, should be 10th. So that makes it even more difficult to sort of figure out what you're going to get from teams. Obviously, you can take into into account recent games more uh, more heavily. Of the fact that Schalke have been extremely poor in the last uh, was it eight games that they failed to win. Um, that this obviously counts for for much more than over the full course of the season. But that's also thrown out the window, given the fact that we've had a two month break in between matches. So it's still early days to be able to get a grasp on these teams um, since coming back from the break. But from what I saw from Schalke last week, um, it's really hard to recommend them to go and beat Augsburg this weekend. Right, well, we'll get on to Mainz versus Leipzig and two teams here, similar results at the weekend. I think one will one will be feeling a lot better than the other about how the games went, though. Leipzig should have won uh, and didn't, lost ground on their title rivals. Mainz managed a, a second-half turnaround for a 2-2 draw with Cologne and they've maintained that, that four-point gap to Dusseldorf in 16th. Leipzig, they are the second best team in the league according to expected goals, and they'd they're ones that I said initially before when we did the we talked about the simulations and things like that. They they've really been flying before the break, and it almost seems that the whole COVID nineteen pandemic and the postponement in the league could potentially really have hit them harder than a than a lot of other teams. They they still only, have only lost once in the league since October, and they've actually got the fewest losses of anyone in Bundesliga but but draws has been the real problem for them this season and obviously the same problem occurred at the weekend nine draws so far many of them could have and, and probably should have been converted into wins they are once again heavy favorites for this at 1.46 but those thinking they could get into double figures for the draws for, for the season it's it's priced at 5.17 around a 20 percent chance of happening how does Infogol see the game playing out here we, we think this is going to be an entertaining game. Um, it could well be that the Schalke and Augsburg game at 12.30 is a dull affair and this one really gets the afternoon going. Mainz are one of the most well, streaky teams in the league in terms of they can throw in a nil-nil drab goalless draw one week and then turn up and, uh, and contribute to a four-goal, five-goal thriller. They, Like you said, they're, they're just hovering above that relegation playoff place. I've got a four-point cushion at the minute to Dusseldorf, but um, you know they should be a little bit higher in the league based on performances. What we have seen from them at home has been, um, you know, considerably better than what we've seen from them on on the road this season. Mites um, averaging one point four expected goals for one point six against, so still a negative process, but um, obviously marginally uh, better than away from home. Uh, as for Leipzig, we spoke about them last week uh, earlier. Last week, they were very unfortunate to come away with just a point. Second best team in the league, continue to post extremely impressive expected goal numbers. Uh, 2.4 expected goals for per game uh, away from home, 1.1 against. So, you know, their, their underlying process is actually better away from home than at home, which is um, you know, a little bit of a surprise. Maybe 
tells you a little bit about the game plan and, and the way that they like to play. Uh, counter-attacking football obviously perhaps comes into that, making them a little bit more solid and, and a little bit more uh, expansive on the counter-attack. I thought that a couple of their players looked a little bit jaded last week and a little bit tired. I didn't think Timo Werner was up to his usual speed and, and pace. Um, so perhaps they might be better for for, the, for that game, getting that under their belts. Um, obviously, the, the one interesting thing to look at in this game is the fact that earlier in the season, the reverse fixture ended with a um, you know a fantastic scoreline of Leipzig 8, Mainz 0. So... A little bit of revenge there, hopefully for for, for or minds will be hoping for um for, for some revenge for the, you know eight nil. I think that was the biggest Bundesliga defeat they've ever um they've ever had. I'm not going to say that it's going to be you know over seven and a half goals in this one again, but there's definitely going to be goals in it. We we think that there's a 67% chance of over three and a half goals. Uh, oh no, sorry, it's just refreshed. We've got a 45% chance of over three and a half goals compared to around 42 on the market. Uh, again, a staggeringly short price for over three and a half goals. Um, and, you know, if you wanted to go over four and a half, there's a small amount of value there as well. 26% the market, uh, the model, 24% the market. So the, the main bet from, from uh, an Infocol perspective is to get on side with the over three and a half goals. The 1x2 market is... Um, it's just about right. I think it's 64% Leipzig. The model's at 62%. Um, as for both teams to score, 62% uh, model, 59% market. Small amount of value in back in the both teams to score, yes. Uh, I think we'll see a, a reaction from Leipzig. Obviously, that, that draw will be a hugely disappointing result that put them now seven points behind Bayern Munich. Um, and all of a sudden, they're looking over the shoulder rather than, um, than up at... Bayern Munich and, and the, that title race, given that they're only a point above Bayer Leverkusen. So again, this is a big game for them. Uh, I think Leipzig will get the win, but like I said, the main the main value play is to back the over three and a half. Yeah, not to to sound like a broken record here again. Pinnacle with a with a high odds mark three and three point five. The the market's fairly evenly split. The overs one point nine seven, the under one point nine three four. But the the action has been on the over, and it it's probably worth reminding people listening to this they might not be used to to betting on Bundesliga it might be something in the meantime while the other leagues are postponed but this isn't this isn't necessarily out of the ordinary for the Bundesliga is it it is quite a high scoring league yes yeah it is um this time of year especially we're uh, I think what here we 26 this is now 27 um you're looking at an average of around three uh 2.95 goals per game um so that's calculated we, we've run that back from the 2006-07 season in the Bundesliga all the way up to now. So what's that about 14 seasons. Uh, and the average for this time of year in, in a single Bundesliga game is at 2.95. So already reasonably high. Last weekend was at, uh, was three, so just slightly above that. Um, so yeah, it is a much, much high scoring, more high scoring than, than the Premier League uh, and most of Europeans, uh, Europe's other leagues. Um, you know, Entertaining. I think that's it's just the way that the teams like to play. They play on the front foot rather than um, uh, on the back foot, as as we've seen from quite a few teams in the in the Premier League. Um, yeah, it just makes for entertaining football and, and plenty of goals. Right. So now we've got Cologne versus Fortuna Düsseldorf. It's our, our final game of game week twenty seven, and although it won't stand out as much maybe as some of the other games that we've gone through, for me, it still has the makings of, a, of an interesting matchup. Cologne themselves haven't really got much to play for apart from a, an outside chance of Europa League qualification, but Fortuna Dusseldorf, well, they're soon going to have to go to broke, go for broke if they're, they're going to avoid the, the relegation playoff. Both of these teams deserve to be slightly higher up in the table than where they actually are, and, and both ended up with deserved draws at the weekend. And and as we said before, Cologne's two two with Mainz was a a bit more entertaining than Dusseldorf's nil nil with with Paderborn. Cologne are the favourites for this. They're one point eight zero six and Dusseldorf at four point two eight. Home side are pretty much pretty decent going forward. The away side aren't aren't that great at the back. I know there's probably a lot more to it than that, but but how do you see the game going? Yeah, we we think this is going to be a, a home win. We've got value in, in back in FC Cologne, but like you said the. The um, you know, the contrasting entertainment last weekend from these two teams uh, was quite stark. Uh, we had over five expected goals and four goals in, in Colm versus Mainz, and um, you know, 
no goals and, and just around 1.7 expected goals between Dusseldorf and, and Paderborn. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in this one. Obviously, you know, that the point really didn't do um, FC Colm any favours. They probably had sort of slim outside hopes of, of breaking into the the top six, only what's it, six points behind Wolfsburg. So, it, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, but, you know, they are, they are one of the best teams in the league. Um, <clears throat> you know, they, they've got, they're one of only eight teams uh, in the Bundesliga to have a positive expected goals process, um, which, you know, is, is hugely impressive. Um, and, you know, especially at home this season, their process has been fantastic. Averaging 1.7 expected goals for, 1.46 against. So, they create plenty of good chances in in what tend to be high scoring games when playing um, at home. As for Dusseldorf, they are the team with the worst expected goals process in the entire league. Uh, I know you said there in terms of um, expected position, they should be slightly higher than, than the six teams they currently occupy, and that's true. That's obviously based on the on expected points rather than expected goal difference. But in terms of expected goal difference and expected goals process, Dusseldorf are the worst team in the league. So. Um, you know, travelling to FC Colne, it's going to be a huge task for them, allowing 2.1 expected goals against per game while creating just 1.1. Um, another thing to note for, for Dusseldorf also is the fact that they are the worst attacking team in the league according to expected goals as well. So averaging just one point, um, so let's get this up, 1.11 expected goals for per game um, overall this, uh, this Bundesliga season. So they are not very entertaining attacking team to watch, uh, but they do concede plenty of good chances. And what we've seen from Dusseldorf recently, uh, or previously before the break and, and since the break with that one game, is, is the fact that they, under the new manager, Uwe Rosler, they've actually become almost tough to beat. One defeat in the last seven league matches with, with five draws in that. Um, but if you look closer at the actual performances rather than the results, you'll see that they're, uh, you know, there's a pattern of them getting points that they really shouldn't lose in the expected goal battle uh, battles quite convincingly. Um, and yet it's coming away with um, with points. If it wasn't for that sort of run of, uh, of points, eight points from seven games, they would be in serious trouble of actually going down automatically. So, you know, they needed that little mini run. But according to the expected goals performances, they, the, performance, the points haven't been warranted. So at some point, unless they change their... Um, you know the process improve the process then results will start taking a, a turn for the worse again for Fortune and Dusseldorf and that's what we think will will happen here we've got a 60% chance of a home win compared to around 52% on the market so you know a decent amount of margin there for, for SE Colm to come away with the win um, in terms of goals we, we've said that we're not too sure how this one's going to go in terms of the fact that the you know, one team was involved in a, a high-scoring game last week. The other was in, involved in a goalless draw. But we think, given the way that that Con like to play, which is massively on the front foot with some you know huge attacking talents uh, like John Cordoba and uh, Anthony Badesti, two strikers, uh, we think there's going to be goals. Sixty-four percent chance of over two and a half uh, compared to fifty-six on the market. Both teams to score as well. It is a small amount of value, sixty percent compared to fifty-eight. But um, you know. It, Fortuna, I think that the, the crucial thing in this game will be to see, um, would, we'd love to see an early goal. Because if an early goal does go in for uh, for either of the two sides, then um, you know the other team's going to really open up and, and have a go. Because like you said, at some point, Dusseldorf are going to have to go for it. Um, point draws aren't going to be enough for them to to get out of that relegation playoff place. But you know the main value bet for me in this one is to back Colin. I think, I think they're the much the better team. The home process is fantastic. Well, it's one of plenty interesting fixtures for for this weekend, and that that brings an end to the fixtures for the week. Not long before the action gets underway, and and we'll be back again soon to, to with more matches to analyse. Maybe soon there'll be more leagues to talk about as well, which is obviously an exciting prospect. Uh, thanks for the time, Jake, as always, and and thanks for sharing some of the info goal insight. I'm sure our listeners will be grateful as well. My pleasure, Ben. Thank you. And just before you go, I know there's been some some updates to the InfoGoal app that, that I mentioned last week. Do you maybe want to let our our listeners know what's changed and perhaps why they should download the, the app and, and what it offers? Yeah, so what we've got now is um, it's a much cleaner look. It's been uh, freshened up a little bit. Um, everything looks much smarter from a from a aesthetic perspective. We've also got a much more XG-centric view to it now. So um, when you open the app, 
if you go back to previous results or if you're looking for live expected goals numbers, um, they are presented to you straight away. Uh, there's faster links to shop maps. Uh, we've also got updated features in the um, uh, in the actual match screen where if you scroll down below the 1x2 percentage chance, you actually get to see the overs or numbers uh, and the both teams to score percentage chance bars in there as well. Um, also, this, the updated stats page, um, which I've been reading off the, uh, this week, the home and away expected goals breakdowns. Um, it's also got other cool stuff like uh, clean sheet percentages at home, um, average match corners and all those sorts of things. So, you know, we, we've, we've been working hard on it. We've, we've made quite a few updates. There's more to come as well. Um, but, you know, we're, we're pretty pleased with where it is now. And uh, we think it's just a much better product for having more expected goal data available to, to everyone who uses it. Good stuff. And anyone that, that does want any more information on InfoGoal and the products, then visit infogold.net. You can, as always, follow at InfoGoal app on Twitter and the, the, the app is available to download on Apple and Android. You will find all the latest odds for game week 27 of the Bundesliga on pinnacle.com. Best of luck with any bets and remember to please gamble responsibly.